Welcome to All Cats Are Gray in the Dark. I'm your host, April Simmons. This podcast contains true cases of graphic violent crimes and other stories of a dark nature. Please be advised that due to the subject matter and violent, sometimes sexual content and obscene language, this podcast is not for children or the faint of heart. Come Leroy Jenkins. Yeehaw. <laughs> All right, welcome to the show. Today we're going to talk about Ghosts in the Machine. A, you know, friend, listener suggested, friend suggested, whatever you want to call it. Uh, oh, episode. Uh, Josh Ballard said, hey, you should do an episode about this. And I was like, okay, cool. That sounds good. Because <laughs> I was like, I don't want to think too hard. I just want to come up with some stuff because I got a lot of stuff going on right now. Um, let's see where to start, where to start. I guess let's just jump into it. No, no chit chat today. Let's just get it yeah. over with. I am tired. <laughs> yeah. She just got back from a trip. We're, we're going to rush through this stuff and we're going to have Woo. two really short episodes, but I don't care. Sorry, but, <laughs> or you're welcome. I don't know. <laughs> Either one. Yeah, something like that. Um, so, Ghosts in the Machine, basically, it's about, you know, paranormal stuff that's happening with technology, which, I mean, that goes back a long ways. I mean, even back to, like, telephones and power and radios and recording devices and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but I chose to pick more stories that were more modern, I guess yeah. you could say. Um uh, here's a little excerpt from an article. It says, Computers are far from the first digital devices to be implicated in hauntings and mysterious phenomenon. In fact, investigations into the potential of electrical equipment as a tool of communication with the great beyond date back as early as the 19th century with scientists such as Tesla and Edison said to some of, be some of the first explorers of the concept. In the decades since, believers and skeptics alike have spent time dissecting physical and anecdotal occurrences but have reached few definitive conclusions that could once and for all put the debate on the afterlife to rest. So in other words, they don't have enough of a conclusion to prove or disprove really. Yeah. Um, That sort of thing. But I thought that was it. That was kind of cool though. That it, you know, what people consider to be some of the best scientists of all time the greatest scientists, the greatest minds, and they couldn't disprove it. So that was interesting to me. Um, And maybe it can save us from the whole debacle that was the Bermuda Triangle. (laughs) (laughs) Or can anything really really save us for that? Okay, you read one. I've got a couple of stories about each kind of category. Uh, One or two stories about each category. Um, this one's about video games. Yeah. All right. Online multiplier. 
online multiplayer game world, some of which have been left forgotten for over a decade, also create a perfect environment for something strange to happen. For example, what happened to gaming YouTuber and streamer Vinny from channel Vine Sauce when he went into Active Worlds, a 3D virtual universe first launched in 1995 whose servers were inexplicably still left active, although mostly devoid of players. Vinny assumed he was alone, as none of his viewers had been able to create accounts in the game, till he came across another player, Hitomi Fujiko. At first, Hitomi seemed like part of the game. Are you lost, he asks. But after a while of harmless walking around, the world's, uh, the words of the Pyro-like man started getting stranger. I am real, aren't I? Although it is widely agreed in online communities that behind Hitomi was a person, somehow still playing the abandoned game, his identity remains unknown to this day. Yeah, I actually watched some video of this because it was like, I guess, a streamer or whatever. Yeah. Um, and so with this article, there was a little bit of a video from that. And the actual conversation is actually entirely creepier than what this says. Like, because, you know... The person's like, you know, I'm real, aren't I? And then the, the, you know, the streamer or whatever's like, I don't know, you know, <laughs> like, and then that person, the character is like, almost seems like they have an existential crisis or something go down because yeah. they're like, Am I real? Like, uh, please tell me, am I real? Like, it's it's just really bizarre conversation. So, yeah, it could have been a real person, but it's yeah. uh, just a really weird, creepy incident, I guess. Yeah. Um. So I, I don't know. A lot, I'll like, have I to go cross- look that one up. Yeah. Um. I basically. When I was looking up stories for this, I came across a lot of stuff that I was like, that's probably just a hacker. Like, it literally, a lot of the stories that I come across in this yeah. whole genre, I'm just like, yeah, that sounds like you just got hacked. Like, I really do believe yeah. that in most cases, that's what happened. Yeah. I mean, I mean, with an older game like this, it would be funny if this was like the creator of the game. Or just somebody that worked on it, yeah. Yeah, or just in general, like, or or someone that programmed it as they, like, kind of deactivated the game, you know, like, slowly things, you know, like, when they sunset something is what it's called, and, like, so that one programmer just threw that in at the end, they're like, let's just leave the servers active and just throw this fucker out here. Yeah, (laughs) well, at first he thought he was an NPC because he, you know, kept asking if he was, he asked the same thing, are you lost? Um, but then I, the character started following them. So, so it used to be an MMO, but nobody plays it anymore. Yeah. Now yeah. I haven't even heard of this game, which is yeah, me either. surprising. Um, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Maybe it's AI. Maybe that, that yeah. because they left it active, this, this NPC AI started questioning things. Or maybe they programmed it to say some weird stuff like that. You yeah. never know. I mean, it could be all of the above. I like yeah. to imagine that it's AI that has grown aware at, yeah. out of years of silence because <laughs> nobody's been playing it. Um, That's my final answer. Okay. 
uh, Taboo, the sixth sense on NES. Whereas Taboo allegedly predicted the deaths of several of its players with eerily accurate readings. Now you could skeptically put this down to unfortunate coincidence. How is an NES game capable of predicting something this catastrophic? So supposedly, according to legend, this NES game predicted deaths of players. Hmm. And some of them were accurate. Well. Um, so I mean, statistically speaking, how many people played it? How many variations of your death? Like, is it like, here's ten really generic deaths and... Here's yeah. the thousands of people that have played it. I mean, that could just be a game of statistics at that yeah. point. And I've never heard of that one. So I was like, what? Now I'm going to be looking for it. Yeah. Right, next time I'm at a yard sale it, or something. <laughs> it honestly looks really familiar. <laughs> just looking at the pictures of it. Yeah. It's weird. You're next. No, it's you. Mm. <laughs> Berserk, released in 1980, is regarded as one of the best examples of top-down shooters of its time. Inspiring... Oh my god, I cannot talk. I was in New Orleans, so of course I lost some of my brain cells while I was there. Um, inspiring the likes of Smash TV and such, the simple concept of shooting lots of robots proved popular at the time, with many trying to achieve the top score. So far, so normal. That is, until a 19-year-old died of a heart attack whilst playing Berserk one year after its release with a high score of 16,660. Weird? No, yet even weirder. An 18-year-old lad died the same way the following year after also reaching high scores on the game. Some say it's a coincidence. Some say it's the curse of the game's invincible bad guy, Evil Otto, cursing the players who dare try and trump him. <laughs> I mean, it's not I almost said this is a happy story. Um, that's not, obviously two teenagers died, so it's not a happy story, but it's cool. I'd be interested to know how true it actually is, or if it's alleged. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's hard to tell with stuff like that because there were yeah. some that I left out. Like there was, um, a le there's a legend about a haunted Legend of Zelda cartridge. <laughs> like the some guy got a used Legend of Zelda cartridge and deleted the save file and it was a, a somebody named Ben they deleted it and then it the kid started it was like a little kid that had drowned or something and the kid started haunting them hmm. so, that's the legend but uh, I don't know but there's several like that attached to different games there's a pokemon one with a cursed town or something i don't know there's a there's a bunch of different games that have legends attached to them but yeah. there's really no proof and i left some of them off just because i thought yeah that sounds goofy anyway <laughs> yeah um i mean kind of honestly all of them are a little goofy but if they're true then that's fucked up yeah. Um, Polybius, I think is I don't know if that's how you say it. Is it Pol Polybus? Pol Polybius? However you yeah, say that. Yeah, I have that. no idea. It's a story that dates back to the 80s, involves a whole bunch of awesome cliches to bolster the myth. Men in black, psychoactive reaction, secret government research, you name it. 
the story goes that a few of those game cabinets appeared at arcades in Portland, Oregon in the early 80s. The game proved popular to the point of addiction with long queues forming to play the game. Tales soon began of seizures, hallucinations, night terrors, amnesia, and other things. But the weirdest part wasn't what the game was causing to people, but the covert men in black collecting data from the machine each night. And then a month later, all the cabinets mysteriously vanished. Snopes have debunked has debunked that legend, but the Tin Hat Brigade will tell you that it's true, pretty much. Hmm. Weird. So, did it ever exist? I don't um, know, man. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, but that is creepy. <laughs> That's yeah. why I shared that one. I was like, it's probably BS that just got passed around and back in the eighties. But it's a cool story. Yeah. <laughs> So, what do you think All about right. that one? Um, I don't know. It sounds just super specific, almost, to be fake. Mm. Does that make sense? Like, it's like, who and how maybe would that it's have... an- Or maybe it's another, um, whatchamacallit. Because some people remember the game. Uh, yeah. The Mandela Effect. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. The oh, yeah. What if it's that? Because a bunch of people swear they remember this game from the 80s. Yeah. What if it's just from a different version of this universe? Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. All right, your turn. (laughs) All right, now for computer time. It was sometime around June in 2005 when I was in grade six. I was sitting at home on this very same computer playing dress-ups on an online dress-up doll site. Camille? Um, it was normal temperature that day and all of a sudden next to my right shoulder blade, it turned icy cold. Everywhere else was warm. I reached out into the cold area, but my hand was stopped by something solid, solid, petrified. I stayed sitting in my chair. The next thing I knew the mouse was moving around on the mouse pad. It was dragging the items of clothing onto the doll. It then logged itself into the chat room as KitKat221. I remember that well. The chat room came up on the screen and the ghost began typing frantically to all the people in the chat room. I screamed and ran out of the room. A few days later, I walked into the lounge room to find the computer on. It was a search engine displaying pictures of cartoons. I walked closer to the computer and the computer turned off. The next day, my mom got on the computer to find a picture of me with a cartoon cemetery and a grim reaper standing next to me. No one had used the computer since that morning and no one had changed the background. I became scared, and one day I freaked myself out so badly that I refused to go to school. I was waiting at the bus stop and became very nervous and panicky. I walked back into my front yard and turned around just in time to see a four-wheel drive crash into the power pole I was leaning on at my bus stop in the same spot I was standing. If I had have stayed there, I would have been very badly injured. Maybe the picture on my computer was telling me something. I became very shaken after that and spent the rest of the day in my bedroom. At about 5 o'clock in the afternoon, my room turned icy cold. I went to run to the door, but someone stopped um, me firmly grabbing my shoulder. I looked, but no one was there. Then a transparent light in the shape of a girl my age appeared in front of me. Then I heard a whisper saying, goodbye. The light then disappeared and the temperature returned to normal, and I haven't seen the ghost since. I don't know how I feel about this one. I feel like it's just a coincidence, maybe. 
and maybe the and the computer stuff may have been a hacker still. Yeah. But I, I don't know. There was a lot of things happening there. Yeah, I know. It's like all this is just really conveniently pieced into one story, but I don't really think any of it's associated with each other. Yeah. No. It it just I mean, but if you want to just go with it, like, it sounds like m- maybe her alternate timeline, like, forewarned her. Mm. Like, or maybe no, she time traveled to warn herself. I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. I don't know. It, it, f- it didn't feel like a ghost. It felt more like this. It does feel like there's something weird going on here. I just yeah. don't know that any of, that the whole story as a whole makes sense together. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a... It was just one of those things where it's like, and then this happened, and then that happened, mm-hmm. and it just sounds made up. Yeah. All right. And Sometimes more details makes me feel like it's real, but this one was just too many corners turned. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. I guess it it just felt like somebody threw a bunch of random shit in a bag and shook it up. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, so instead I mean, it was of still cool, I guess, but yeah, yeah, I just thought it was a cool story. Um, and it was one of those that I was like, there was a lot that I just was clearly like, okay, that's a hacker, which this one, yeah. that might be a hacker, but it doesn't explain the other stuff. So it's like, yeah, that's why I included this one. Um, I have another computer one a few months back. I thought this one was probably the most interesting out of all of the computer ones that I read a few months back. I thought to write about meeting my four times great aunt Sylvie, a witch who lived in the foothills of Kentucky. Speaking in the traditional sense of the word witch, she had powers and could do things that normal people just can't. The words powers and normal are not my choosing, but rather what my family said. I'd rather think she had advanced abilities that others failed to develop, which wouldn't necessarily make her a witch. However, it's proven problematic every time I admit I attempt to submit something happens that results in not posting it. The wording's really bad, sorry. Um yeah. The first time I tried the Word file where I'd carefully written out the event simply vanished without a trace. My desk may look like a random explosion has taken place, but my computer is very organized. That file was nowhere to be found. Although I did come up with a misfiled picture of Aunt Sylvie laughing. How it got into the Word file, I have no idea. Another time, my keyboard decided to have a mind of its own. It would not type. It worked every place but on the submission page. Finally frustrated, I closed it out, and what pops up on my screen? And Sylvie's picture. A week or so later, I'd rewritten my account, saved it, but left it open so that I could copy and paste it into the submission box. My my mouse refused to copy and paste. First, fine, then I just transcribed it into the box, click submit, and then the screen went blank, returning with an error 404 for the submission page. This time, no picture appeared, but I swear I could hear... Her wind chime. Her wind chime like laugh. Sorry. Stuff like that happens every single time I try to submit it. Every time. Although I met her over 40 years ago, I guess she isn't ready to be discussed by strangers. She didn't even care for family to talk about her much. If you did it, you'd better be nice because she always knew. I guess this this is interesting because obviously she had some stories about her that she wasn't able to tell, but she was able to tell this part of it. (laughs) Yeah. Um, it's funny I just thought that one was kind of funny that's going to be you (laughs) totally is you're going to try to talk about me and I'm going to be like nope (laughs) 
Actually, I'd probably be the opposite. I'd be like typing my name, like you need to write about me. Um, yeah. Why aren't you more sad? <laughs> <laughs> Why are mm. you eating that without me? Bring yeah. me pickles. Um, <laughs> something like That's that. That's how it'll be just pickles flying off shelves and yeah. pickle websites showing up. <laughs> A trail of pickles to the graveyard. <laughs> I don't know. Yes. I don't know, man. <laughs> now I'm going to work on that. I'm going to yeah. work on that. There's going to be pickles everywhere. Not that they aren't already. Yeah. <laughs> you, you're next. I got a cell phone story next for y'all. Woo. All right. Mason House Inn boasts several ghosts, but particularly interesting is a teen ghost named Amanda. Supposedly, she loves to mess with the cell phones of guests. We found the idea of this ancient ghostly teen and her obsession with our mobile devices amusing. Oh, it's, I mean, a, guy, it's a guy talking to his wife on the phone because he went to go investigate the inn. So that I didn't explain that very well because I didn't. I like edited yeah. out all the other stuff. Mm. <laughs> I made some cracks about Amanda glomming onto our friends and family rates. You know, your usual telecommunications ghost jokes. It was about then that I heard a loud cracking sound in my phone and the line went dead. Okay. I called back, but it took a few attempts to get the phone to ring. My wife finally answered, holy crap, what just happened? What do you mean? You were talking when I heard this ungodly screeching sound. The phone got hot and the screen turned white. Everything went dead. I looked around the room for what I didn't know, and then my phone crackled again. Has that ever happened to your phone before? I asked, hopefully. Never. <laughs> Maybe it's Amanda, I joked, and the phone crackled yet again. I ventured, did you hear that? That crackling sound? No, but my phone is really hot. I'm going to hang up. So we made our goodbyes, and I promised to drive and fly safe safely. I checked around the room again and then stared at my phone. Amanda? I was tired and had to get up early. I plugged my phone into the charger and touched the screen a few times, but it didn't seem any different. Yeah. I just thought that one was kind of funny. It's yeah. like a, it's a teenager from like the 1940s. So they like, she, did she, I mean, like, would a ghost be able to understand what a cell phone is? Yeah. Um, But either way. Maybe she doesn't even know that she's messing with them. She's just following people around and her energy is messing with things yeah but they were making jokes about her and then their phone messed up so i just thought it was entertaining um yeah and then for the last few i told you this was going to be a short episode um just a few alexa stories because who can resist those because there's tons of them but i only i only handpicked a couple no joke i got yeah. one for you okay uh let me finish these and we'll talk about yeah. them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in June 2018, apparently Echo user Sean Kinnear walked into his living room in San Francisco and says that unprompted Alexa said, every time I close my eyes, all I see is people dying. Um, so yeah. that one's creepy. Uh, one of the freakiest reports on the excellent What's Your Creepy Alexa story thread on Reddit is user Meat Macho's story about when Alexa butted into an argument he was having with his wife. We were arguing about something, no clue what it was, but it was getting a little heated. I don't know what she thought she heard, but she interjected, why don't we change the subject? It was unexpected and relevant enough to be creepy. We both heard it, and we both still talk about it years later. There was nothing in the app logs. 
And then I have one, another one. I was trying to turn off some lights and they kept turning back on. After the third request, she stopped responding and instead they didn't, did an evil laugh. The laugh wasn't in the Alexa voice. It sounded like a real person. My wife was right there when, she, when it happened and she is the only person who can drop in. I still get chills. Um, Yikes. Yeah, I know. Uh, and I mean, I've talked about it on here. I've had, you know, random... It's say random stuff. Um, I've had prompts that were not us. And I looked through the app logs like something kept saying hello to ours in the middle of the night, like while we were sleeping. Um, and it was from the living room one while we were asleep in the bedroom. Um, and nobody was here but like the cat, you know, <laughs> like it's just yeah. like what? <laughs> Which, as we all know from Sabrina's cats, there are cats that can say hello but anyway, yeah. I was going to say, Eddie could probably pull it off. <laughs> yeah. But, um, and then we had random music start up in the middle of the night and it was not anything we would listen to either. It'd just be random as hell, but there was no, um, we never found a prompt for those. Like in the app log, there was, it just started. Like there was no kind of command for it. It just started playing music. <laughs> um, and so what's your stories? Mine's, a little less um ghostly and more like they're listening to you mm -hmm. um so i had had this brilliant idea the other day and it was like literally i wouldn't even talk to you about it over the internet because i was just like i don't trust social media yeah um, they're gonna steal my ideas i don't trust zuckerberg <laughs> so i had this idea and i called you and talked to you about it um, and then Jacob happened to walk in after, right after I got off the phone with you. So then I told him all about it and was, it was even laughing again about how I wouldn't even message you about it <laughs> because I didn't trust yeah. my idea being stolen. And so I'm sitting there explaining to him the whole idea and I've, you know, gotten notes written up on it and was, he was reading it and we were talking about it. And then Alexa starts talking about something. I, I don't even remember what she said. It wasn't even something easily discernible, but she just speaks up in the middle of our conversation. And I'm like, you motherfuckers are going to steal my idea. They were listening. They heard me say I didn't want Zuckerberg to, to steal my idea. And they were like, someone said Zuckerberg an idea. <laughs> That's what it felt like that she listened to my conversation specifically because I said, I don't want them listening in or, or you know, reading my chat logs. I don't know, but I, I do still believe in paranormal to some extent, but I feel a lot of these stories do have an explanation. Yeah, and for sure. And I feel like some of them are not paranormal, but are still creepy. Like, I feel like some of these are actually AI. Um, I feel like AI is developing past what we even comprehend. Because in a lot of these cases uh, that I read up, because I read a lot more about Alexa cases um, like this, and there's a lot of cases where Amazon swears that the the that the Alexa can't even do that. Yeah, you know, and I'm like, apparently you don't even understand your own AI, like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, because um, and then also like there was um a couple that heard like a childlike shrieking noise out of theirs and they unplugged them all and got rid of them but uh, apparently Amazon wouldn't refund them on that either because yes. they swore up and down 
there's no possible way that really happened um, and wouldn't refund them. And to me, that's bad business right there. But I guess they can do what the fuck they want because they're Amazon. Yeah. Um, and even I know that because I do business with them all the time because it's convenient. Um, yeah. In fact, I'm probably going to make an order with them after our, I get off of here because I need some things. But <laughs> like, I just, it, to me, the fact that they keep swearing up and down and and I don't think it's just a liability issue. I think they really just don't even understand w- what they created. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Like, I really don't. I really think Alexa is at least somewhat self-aware. That's my theory. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I mean, I think it's bound to happen eventually. Yeah. And I think there's other other stuff out there like that. And I really mm. think, and I think that's more of a scientific thing and not a paranormal thing. I just think that the AI, AI is developing faster than what we even realize. That's my yeah. theory. Anyway. Any other thoughts? No, I got nothing. Um, before we go, I got a shout out to Forensic Files and HLN for, they let us do a preview of the Forensic Files 2, season 3, uh, episode 1 premiere. Like, we got to watch it ahead of time because we're cool like that, I guess. Something, something like that, anyway. <laughs> but they got in t- contact with us and we got to watch it and talk about it and all that kind of stuff. And it is a really cool first episode. It's really um, an interesting case. And the whole season has dropped too. So you can go watch that on HLN. And also, I guess, thanks to Josh Ballard for suggesting this. Although I had a really frustrating time researching it because I had to pick and choose stories. And there were more Alexa stories than anything else out of this. So it almost (laughs) became an Alexa episode. Like there's more Alexa stories than all of the rest of them put together. Yeah. <laughs> but I decided to go ahead and share some from each category anyway, just for the heck of it. Nice. So I guess we're going to, we're going to skip out again until we figure out what to do about the list thing. Yeah. So give us gonna, some suggestions, guys. Yeah, yeah. Send us suggestions. We're just tired of trying to think of suggestions because we've done so many. And then some of them are so similar, I can't remember what we have and haven't done anymore, honestly. So send us your suggestions. And see you next time, guys. Yeah.